and welcome to a new episode of Digital Coffee, and I'm your host, Brett Dyster. If you can please subscribe to Digital Coffee on all your favorite podcasting hosting sites. Leave a five-star review if you like this podcast. If not, let me know how we can do better for you. But this week, it's going to be I'm back from vacation and or getting COVID because I decided it was fun to get it. I don't whatever. It wasn't that bad. It just my voice wasn't great. And so I would decide to do a lot more rest on that, but I am back. So we're going to talk about things that I basically didn't talk about because of a few different things and what's going on currently. So let's get on with the show. Mm, that's good. That's right. It's going to be a good cup of coffee or digital coffee this week and first up we have is blizzard talking about overwatch 2 now overwatch 2 has finally been announced it is going to come out in november that's right we finally get something so <laughs> round of applause for that yeah that, that was great finally something something to actually cheer about but yes overwatch 2 is coming in october and it should be interesting to see when the next beta is going to be coming out because it's going to be coming out rather soon for that one as well. But it looks like on the, the Reddit side, they're going to be focusing on supports, which would happened this past week, actually on Wednesday, they were talking about how they're going to be doing more supports or focusing in more on supports than they have on any of the other ones, which makes more sense because DPS is, well, it has a lot of characters. They recently got a new one on the, first beta which was sojourn and it was kind of like okay can we seriously stop doing damage heroes because there's already a lot of them so it was good to see it's great to see that they're focusing in on the tanks and the supports because they do need a little bit more love because as the roster looks like there really isn't too much going on and speaking of that as well there is there is a new tank hero Junker Queen has finally been revealed. It's it's very interesting to see what she's actually doing. And from what I can tell, she is she's interesting. She is a brawler type tank. She has bleed effects on there. And it looks like her speed boost and Lucio's speed boost do stack one another. I just recently watched something where the developer said, yes, she, they do stack. Also, for her knife and for ashes dynamite that will actually stack as well so her effects do stack upon each other with other heroes so there is that little i guess synergy between all of them because we are losing the synergy between the two tanks because we aren't going to have any more tanks so that's interesting as well i'm kind of excited to see how well she actually plays and how situational she will be as well because it looks like she's very situational even though she does have bleed effects in life, similar to lifesteal almost, but bleed effects definitely, it is a very interesting thing to actually look at. So we'll see what happens on that one in general, but that is the basically updates for Blizzard. And we're going to go on to DICE because DICE has officially said that they are not going to be making anything else Besides working on Battlefield, yes, the beleaguered developer that just hasn't made a good Battlefield since Battlefield 1, I would say. 5 was okay. 2042 is 
slowly getting better. I mean, only one map came out for season one. So it is kind of a toss up one map. (coughs) Excuse me. Versus the other ones is not great. It is very much. Well, it's just one of those things where you kind of wish that they would have spent the time on making the game better instead of releasing it half baked, but we got a half baked battlefield. Hopefully it'll be better. I don't think we'll ever get a battlefield destruction 2.0 for 2042. I think the destruction or lack thereof is basically what we're going to get. There's some very few, but there's some, I have played the new map. The new map is the best one of the bunch, but that's not really saying a lot given that there isn't very many great options for, for maps. I think I like exposure the most out of all of them, but the new one, I definitely like actually the most, but beyond that there's not, but they will say that no more mirrors edge basically for a while. So if you're looking to actually get more mirror edge, that's not going to happen. They are focusing specifically on and only on battlefield. But moving on to a new Blade Runner game. So it has been unveiled that Blade Runner Remastered is coming to GOG at least. That's what I saw on a video. It came out in the early 1990s, mid-90s, or 97, I should probably say. But mid to late 90s, it came out by Westwood Studios. If you don't know, Westwood Studios is known for their Command & Conquer series specifically. That's what their claim to fame is. They're the ones that made Command & Conquer and help usher in the real-time strategy game genre. And it got popular for quite a while. And then it's it's basically been done for a while. We've had a few other ones, but like I said, has been that popular. But uh, this new developer has acquired the rights to actually make a new Blade Runner game. So I'm hoping to see what they'll actually do. Hopefully it's not point and click. I would like to see more of an open world style Blade Runner. That would actually be kind of fun. More keen to cyberpunk, but with less of the bugs and the issues that it had when it was launched. But that's what I'm hoping for to see. So we'll see what actually happens. If you want to play the old game, just get the remastered version of Blade Runner. It's more of a point and click adventure. So to each his own. All right, moving on to Square Enix. And it basically is going to be doing story focused NFTs. Look at, look at devs. I get NFTs and web 3.0 is all the rage right now, but seriously, nobody wants them not really because they're just not implemented very well no one knows what they're doing with nfts web 3.0 and everything else we're in the very beginning stages of web 3.0 it's going to take a while for it to really have its basically hitting its stride web 2.0 didn't hit its stride for quite a while either but they are really wanting to push this square enix had sold off their western division to the embracer group so they don't really have much going for them except for Dragon Quest and specifically Final Fantasy. They got rid of Tomb Raider, which was one of their bigger ones. They got rid of a bunch of them because supposedly they weren't doing well. They got rid of the Avenger game. That's part of the Embracer group now. So it's very interesting to see what they're going to be able to do with this in general. All right, moving on to Bungie. This is very interesting 
I guess drama is the best way of saying it. So it looks like Bungie is going to be slapping a YouTuber with a $7.6 million lawsuit. That is Nicholas Lord Zano minor, which basically did the, the copyright claims against a lot of different other people. Cause apparently he got one and no one else did. And he was just a little butthurt and he basically telegraphed what he was doing or what he was going to do by saying, it is completely easy to do copyright claims and not really have any issues with it. YouTube doesn't really check it. It's not really hard to circumvent it and do this. You just got to have a fake Gmail account and make it look official, but not really official. So it is kind of sad that this actually happened. And this is kind of a, well, it's, it's a shady kind of messed up thing. You're butt hurt. You got, a lot of salt on there but he did about 96 separate dmca takedown notices through mid-march and according to the lawsuit meyer was issued legitimate copyright strikes in both december 2021 and march 2022 for uploading the ost for destiny the taken king and the wish king expansion during that period meyer said to have created two separate email addresses impersonating csc employees he then used those emails email addresses to issue the false takedown notices. The lawsuit goes on to say that during the whole kerfuffle, Miner was taking part in the community discussion of Bungie's takedown and spreading disinformation, as well as trying to file a counterclaim with YouTube saying legitimate takedowns of his channel were included in the wave of fraudulent ones. So this was the whole point of this was so he could get his copyright strikes revoked because he wanted to do it himself because he was doing it himself. He was like, look at it, it's part of the wave of what was actually happening. They were all legitimate. And well, now you're going to have a huge lawsuit on your hands. So you better lawyer up. And I'm pretty sure you're not actually that wealthy to get one of the best lawyers. So good luck to you, dude. I don't, I don't know if the crime is worse than the punishment or either way, but it seems like to be, Pretty worst punishment in general. All right, moving on to Creative Assembly. The devs behind Alien Isolation is basically announced Hyenas, which is a zero G shooter about stealing merch and swag from the rich. So this is basically like the hood, Robin Hood. The hood was basically like a Robin Hood PvEVP type of a thing, but not. I don't know if it's exactly like that, but. They've announced it finally. I really wish that we had an Alien Isolation 2, but unfortunately we don't. So we got this instead, which should be interesting if it's going to be in zero G, what it's going to be like to shoot, how it's going to play, if the combat is going to be very fluid and easy to pick up but hard to master type of a thing. It should be interesting to see when this is actually all going to actually come out. They just said 2023, so we don't really have an exact release date but it is a free shooter so expect a lot of microtransactions and other types of things to keep this game afloat all right moving on to planet side two and they're going to be bringing naval assault vessels to this as well should be interesting to see how well this actually does but they're in an initial play test this weekend to evaluate evaluate its performance so the first one was basically kind of basically like a sunder but on water it's a 
lot faster, sleeker, and more waterborne counterpart to the Sunder. So its main focus is a support vessel for player movement on Osher maps, island chains to quickly more efficiently get through that. So it's called a Crusader. It's equipped with two guns, such as each is the M20 Ballist and the Dingo ML6. It can hold up six additional passengers, includes a navigator. What makes the Crusader unique is that players can catapult themselves in whatever direction they choose at any time, given the, giving them more freedom on the open sea. I just feel like people will just be catapulting themselves because it probably will be fun to do it. But that seems very interesting that they're doing this. I do like the new updates for this. I do think they may have to eventually update the actual engine to this actual game because it is getting a little old. It was out, it came out in 2012. So it's already two, 10 years old. It's a 10 year old game, but it's actually quite interesting how well it's actually being supported now. Before it wasn't, they kind of stopped supporting it, but they come back to actually support it because it's their main bread and butter. And I'm glad to see that they're actually making new vehicles for this naval combat. It will be very interesting to see what else they will add to naval combat. Maybe some anti-air, maybe some actual like warships and type of a thing. That would be very interesting to see. Now moving on to kind of like my main thing of what I missed or didn't talk about since then is kind of the showcases that went on the prior weeks to me being at sea because I was at sea at the time or close to it. But I was very impressed with the Microsoft or Xbox showcase. I actually liked it the most. I did see the PC gaming one. I really wasn't that impressed with it. Didn't care about the Summerfest at all. I, I, I don't feel like it's that good to be honest with the Summerfest one, but it's it's interesting to actually breeze through it and see what's going on with that. I did like to I did like seeing the Modern Warfare 2 gameplay, actual gameplay clips. That was actually interesting to see. Starfield was okay. I really was upset that there was no basically going from space to planet so you could go down kind of like No Man's Sky. I kind of wanted to see that then what they're actually going to be doing. So it's basically you're in space, you're in planet. There's two separate things in that one. I don't really enjoy that that much. There's the technology is good enough that you could do both. We've seen it with Elite Dangerous. We've seen it with Star Citizen, No Man's Sky. And I really, really wanted to see that. The combat on foot was a little underwhelming, but interesting. Like I said, it's all very interesting. We just got to see what Bethesda actually does. They're great on giving you wide open spaces to explore. Story-wise, they're not that great. I hate to say it, but stories are just not their forte. They have mediocre stories that are okay to get you along in an open world type of environment, but actual storytelling is not something they do. That's why people like fallout new vegas over any of the other fallouts because obsidian knows how to make great stories kotar 2 is better story than kotar hands down i'm sorry but it is the better story once you get all the deleted or cut content it's a really good quite well written story out of both of them so they're not great with that. They probably should be asking Obsidian for some help with their writers or get some of their writers or get Chris, who used to be part of that, to actually do it as well. But 
for right now, I am impressed with it. I do like the Microsoft Flight Simulator. I did like the whole new types of things you could do. Plus, with the Halo ship, you can get actually go into outer space for a little bit. You get, I don't know how much in space you can go, but you can at least go out of the atmosphere. So that was kind of cool to see. The Forza Motorsports, or the Forza New game was interesting. The Hot Wheels was actually pretty cool to actually see as well. I actually quite enjoyed seeing that. Redfall was interesting. Not quite sure if I'm dead set on it or if it's going to be a good game, but it's very interesting to see. Good you could play with people or without people. I kind of like that. You don't have to actually rely on randoms. Randoms can be fun to a certain extent, but it's never really that fun, to be honest with you. So I was highly impressed. The PC gaming show, I was mildly impressed. It was a lot of indie, don't really care, a little too much anime type games that I was kind of like, that's kind of cool. There was no standout game that I was like, man, I got to get that game. I was just looking at going, all right, that's not bad. I'll, I'll, I'll take a look at it, but no, nothing. I mean, Microsoft had the Diablo trailer as well, Diablo 4. That looked very interesting. I'm glad to see that it's not Diablo Immortals because that game is just, well, it's not, it's, it's not Diablo 4. Let's just say that. It's a good game if you just want to play for a little bit. But beyond that, it's just not a very good game. In general, it is very microtransaction heavy, and to get the best gear, you do have to spend a lot, a lot, a lot of money. But all in all, I did really like to see that Microsoft was in the right footing when they're actually going to do that, and when they're actually going to discuss a lot of their different games. And to for Forza Horizon to add Hot Wheels to it, that's just that's just awesome. Seeing the little orange tracks all around, that's pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie, that's actually really cool. So I'm quite impressed with what Microsoft did. Never have been that impressed with what PC Gamer and the PC Gaming Show actually does. I get that it focuses on a lot of indies, and that's fine. It just there just wasn't anything. I was like, ooh. I think Evil West was probably the biggest one that I liked. And that one I just kind of randomly found myself too. And Evil West was great. I did like the update on the Dune Spice Wars. I think that was good as well. But beyond that, it just wasn't anything great. But we'll see. We'll see what actually what other things are going to be happening on this one. Also to round things off, this Steam Summer Sale is here, so there's a lot, a lot, a lot of games on sale. So either hide your wallet or be really excited to buy all the games that you probably will never play because, let's be honest with you, you probably buy more games than you actually finish the games. I have that problem too. We all have that problem, but that's really it. That's it. All right, so that is the end of uh, Digital Coffee, but... Thank you for listening to Digital Coffee. As always, please subscribe to Digital Coffee on all your favorite podcasting hosting sites. Leave a five-star review if you like the podcast. If not, let me know how I can do a better job. But join me next week as we talk about what's going on in the PC gaming industry. All right, guys, stay safe. Play your games the way you want to. And see you next week.
Later.